Hey everybody, Gretchen Cannon here. I am so excited about this new series um, that we're going to be doing about stories of transformation through M28 Discipling. But I want to take this episode and I want to visit with you just about what M28 Discipling is and what you can expect through this series. So this series is going to be filled with personal testimonies personal stories of what it's like to walk with and invest in others and see them walk out their freedom in Christ to believe and discover the good news. Now, one of the cool things about this series is you're not just going to hear from disciples. You're going to also hear about people that are being discipled that have not yet walked alongside a group of people and discipled them. But you're going to also hear stories uh, years after some transformation has um, happened and where they're at in that journey with the Lord. What I have seen through this process of M28 discipling is something that I've never seen through very many other methods. And this isn't about a program. There is no curriculum or anything else. But what I have seen is the kingdom move more effectively and efficiently than any other um, discipling process. Now, I know I'm only 46 years old, (laughs) and so I haven't seen everything right. But I have been involved in discipleship and discipleship training probably since about the sixth grade. And so... As I've learned and grown, what I've realized is um, there were things missing. Like the American church had a watered-down definition of what discipleship was, and honestly, a watered-down model. In fact, when the Lord started speaking to me in uh, the beginning of 2015-16, around in there, and then he started ramping it up in 2017, He started speaking to me about beginning, building, and growing a movement of discipling. And it wasn't just for Grace Church. It was beyond. And so I knew that this wasn't just a program for Grace Church. And I knew it wasn't a program that was going to be developed that other people could use. It was a relational Jesus-style discipling. One that when I looked around... I could not actually see it happening very many places. I saw lots of programs and I saw lots of processes of small groups and things like that. But I didn't see the intentional investment, the Jesus style, the relational between us and him and us and each other process, except for a couple of places. And so I began to just study it. I began to listen to Jesus about what it looked like. And then he brought me to two men, brought two men in my life that I will be forever grateful for. One that discipled me through getting to experience the process. And then one that coached me and helped me just um, understand the difference in even obedience being a grace and a new covenant perspective and it being something of our own self. These two men gave me the uh, the interactive experience and spiritual family that the Lord was showing me deep inside 
that this process was supposed to be. And I am forever grateful for Chris and Mike for being able to um, uh, let me have the honor of walking alongside of them and with them in a relationship like that. Um, This is all about building a culture of investing Christ in ourselves and others. And so I want to read for you out of 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 8, because the scripture so impacted my life about four years ago when the Lord just like opened up my eyes to it. It says, affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. And that's what M28 is about. It is about imparting the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God into people's lives. But it doesn't stop there. It actually is about imparting our own lives to them, letting them see us um, uh, sit with the Lord. Let them see us be awakened to new revelation and not for knowledge, but experiential knowledge that actually impacts us to change our mind, to believe the good news, and to walk out our obedience. Now, M28 is not the only path to Jesus. It is not the only path to spiritual maturity. But I do believe it fills the gap between either a new believer or maybe a stagnant one. And it grows them in Jesus by the Holy Spirit. It gives them a place of belonging and spiritual family, but it also gives them a place to be able to process out the things that the Lord's showing them to develop them into mature saints, into walking out their actual sonship. I mean, how exciting is that, that we get the honor of being conformed to his image by the power of the Holy Spirit. This process, this model, um, that... And I will tell you, like, it's going to keep evolving. But what you're going to hear in this series is how the kingdom has moved in it. And when I say kingdom, I mean the rule and the reign of the lordship of Jesus Christ inside the heart of a yielded believer. And I have seen the kingdom, that definition of God's kingdom, of the lordship of Jesus Christ, move more effectively and efficiently through this process than I have any other. Now, there is no time limit on this. You may uh, be involved in M28 and you may get through the process of where the Lord wants you to be in 18 months. And it may not be two, three, four years for you. Like that's the joy of it, is Jesus has us us on a journey together as spiritual family to conform us to his image, right? God's whole desire is for us to know our identity in Christ, know that we're his sons, and conform us more into his likeness every single day as we walk through the process of sanctification. I have seen mothers and fathers in the kingdom be equipped and grow in his empowerment to multiply his life in others as they grow at investing themselves and the gospel in each other. Now, that's not something we do, but the Holy Spirit needs a vessel to partner with. The Holy Spirit needs people 
that will wash each other with the word, that will encourage each other, that will pray for each other, and that will fight for each other's freedom. And in this series, you are going to hear so many testimonies from the very beginning when he started building this here at Grace Church um, to like where they're at now. And it's going to be a beautiful picture of hope. And as I said earlier, when I began, when, when the Lord started speaking this to me in 2015 and 16, I began looking around for it. And what I only found was watered down models of discipleship. Like it had been watered down to classrooms, to lectures, to um, all like kind of cozy and comfortable small groups. Now, there's places for all that. And those aren't bad. But what it does is it it um, halts our growth like this is a place where the kingdom of God can move faster because there's more accountability. And when I say accountability, I don't mean somebody pointing their finger at you like you didn't do this or did you do this? But I mean you as a willing vessel, as a yielded believer, being accountable to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and being accountable to the brothers and sisters that he puts in your spiritual family. And it is a blessing to see people like yield themselves to him, hear the voice of the Lord, and walk out their obedience because his glory is revealed in that. And that's what we are here to do is to glorify God, to make his manifest presence known on the earth as he's conforming us. Well, in this method, we use a, just a simple set of tools that we can pull from as the Holy Spirit directs. So you're not going to hear anything about curriculum or a syllabus or anything that we follow. It's just like this toolbox. And just like with the toolbox at your house, sometimes you need a screwdriver. Sometimes you need a hammer. Sometimes you need a tape measure just to evaluate the situation, right? Sometimes you need a wrench. Well, it's the same with this. Sometimes we need a tool that helps us uh, live more connected to him and our soul. Sometimes we need a tool because our identity is a little jacked up. And sometimes we're believing a lie and we need to believe the truth. And there's a set of tools for that. And so the Holy Spirit prompts the discipler. And eventually, as people move into, into more levels of freedom, he'll also prompt people within the group to pull different tools. They're all based upon scripture. All they are is scripturally based tools, whether they're diagrams or kind of a list or something that allows us to retain the things that the Holy Spirit wants us to a little more easily. So it isn't a program or a checklist for somebody, but you may have all these tools and you may have an understanding of the process. But if the Holy Spirit is not leading it, the timing and the execution of them, you're not going to have kingdom results. I've had church leaders that have come and asked me for a manual, right? Well, I don't have any curriculum except the Bible and the Holy Spirit and, and just the process, the method that he's laid out in front of us. But you can't just hand that over. Like it needs to be experienced by the Holy Spirit because we go first. Like if I can't experience bondage that I have in my identity and my belief system, then how can I help somebody else get free from theirs? 
Like you recognize the things that you've been able to experience by the power of the Holy Spirit so much easier and so much quicker. Plus, you know how to fight for their freedom in prayer, in fasting, in encouragement, in washing them the word. Why? Because you've walked through it yourself. And not that every story and every scenario even are similar. They're definitely not the same. You you get a um, an empowerment by the Holy Spirit to be able to have that confidence, that anointing. Why? Because you've walked the road. Like you've been one of those that has sought the Lord for your freedom. You've been one of those that has been washed by the word. And so you can do that for others. I'm reminded of John 14, 12. It says, um, and his promise to us, it says, because I am going to the Father and the Holy Spirit will be given to us. So when we surrender the tools to his spirit through this process, he will use them and we get to participate with him in it. Now, not only is Jesus perfect theology, but he is the perfect strategy, strategist. And he doesn't just order us to go and do something, but he gave us the power to. And so when you look at the Great Commission in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, he commands us to go and disciple others, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that just means immersing them in his character and his nature of the Father, of Jesus, and of the Holy Spirit. By the way, it's beautiful character and nature. Sometimes I get hung up when I talk about that in my mind, just being grateful, so grateful for that, and that we get to experience it. But he gives us the power to go and do that. The last of that chapter says, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And how is he with us? Going back to John 14, like He sent the Holy Spirit, not to just be with us, to be inside of us, to give us that anointing and that expression of Christ, the empowerment, the excitement, the steadfastness, the perseverance, all of those things that we need as we are discipled and as we are discipling others. So you're going to hear testimony after testimony of this. It's going to be so beautiful. And what's so, uh, different in in the stories you're here is you're not going to hear people that have been educated and trained and equipped to build and serve or even lead the organization of the church or ministries inside the church but you're actually going to hear them stories of them being discipled to abide in him to walk in his ways to do his works and then equipped to disciple others It's a beautiful expression of who Jesus is and what he modeled here. A lot of us, you know, have biblical theologies and thoughts and ideas and all of those things about what it looks like to make disciples. But what I've discovered and what I'm continuing to discover is most of us have a lot of those great theories and ideas, but we aren't really sure how to step out and do it with a group of people even with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so what we're doing is we're going to put away our talk and we're going to step into action. And we are going to be willing to lay our lives down for people, 
not just give input on our thoughts and our ideas about discipling, but to lay down our lives in, in the area of giving of our time, our money, our home space, our energy to value what Jesus is about and what he modeled for us is the kingdom expression growing and moving inside the hearts of, of people as we invest in them. And so M28 is an atmosphere of mutual support. It's an atmosphere of healthy relationships to grow each other in Christ. And intentionality is key in this. Submission is key. Accountability is key. Humility is key. Like you can't have one without the other. So we saw the gospel travel in stories in the Bible. We saw Jesus come and impact somebody. And they went and told others that told others that told others. And eventually those others met Jesus and were impacted by him. And they knew who he was because of the stories. That's what this series is all about. It's just to encourage you in the area of transformation, but it's also to bring glory to God for the stories of transformation that has happened in M28 Discipling and after, because we never stop being discipled by Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I pray you are encouraged and you are blessed by every single story that you hear in this series. And I appreciate your time. Thank you.